All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito, and the Celtics lose game one, 119-115 to the 76ers without Joel Embiid. This is worst-case scenario. Uh, This was a game the Celtics were favored by 9.5 points coming into today, and we let James Harden single-handedly take us down uh, and single-handedly honestly isn't isn't really doing Philly justice because they did have a lot of guys that stepped up and played really well uh, but James Harden 45 points on super all oh, like efficient shooting 17 of 30 from the field 7 of 14 from three horrible effort defensively we're gonna dive into today's podcast same as usual run through play of the game run through some of the highs and wrap up with some of the lows because Celtics Listen, this game, you're going to, you can say that you need to adjust in certain areas. And that completely gets switched as soon as Joel Embiid comes back. Because the fact of the matter is, when this team has Joel Embiid, it's a very different team. And the way that we normally defend Joel Embiid is let him cook, make it like shut everyone else down, make Joel Embiid beat you. And you can't really do that when Embiid's not there. Uh, tweeted it like, let James Harden cook. Matter is, James Harden cooks and he's hitting a bunch of threes. His threes are worth a lot more than Joel Embiid's twos. And he got a bunch of guys involved. And you got to give a lot of credit to Philly, they had a bunch of guys step up and play really well in certain spots. Uh, but really, it comes down to the defense, it's bad in this one. Uh, so realistically, I already started talking about the negative, so I'll stop there. Uh, I'm going to talk about player of the game. I'll run through some of the positives and we're going to circle right on back to all of the negatives to finish this off. But to get things started, you got to give player of the game to Jason Tatum. This was a really, really good performance from Jason Tatum. He did everything. And we've talked all season long, all playoffs long about Jason Tatum's Achilles heel. And it's taking too many threes. He was averaging 10 three-point attempts in that first round. And he was shooting 35%. Like, it wasn't shooting well from beyond the arc. He wasn't being aggressive. He wasn't trying to get to the rim as much. Uh, And it's obviously a little harsh because he still, you know, went off and absolutely destroyed certain times. Uh, But Jason Tatum tonight, 39 points. Four of five from three. That's it. 25 shot attempts, and he took five of them from three. So shot selection, significantly better, and it shows in the shooting stats. 14 of 25 from the field for Jason Tatum. Seven of eight from the free throw line. Jason Tatum did absolutely everything you'd ask for. Was super efficient and was very consistent in this one. Throughout the entire game, this was as good as it gets from Jason Tatum. And... Honestly, outside of him, you don't really have a ton of people that you can really say that to start to finish. Jalen Brown, solid overall game. 23 points, six rebounds, four assists. However, four turnovers in this game. Really struggled holding on to the ball. Two turnovers to start the third quarter. Uh, It was just an absolute nightmare. And outside of that, I mean, you look, Jalen Brown started off and looked like the best player on the court by a long shot 
it wasn't even close in that first half, in the first quarter. He had 14 points in the first quarter on six of seven from the field, two of three from three. So he was doing everything early. Looked really, really good. And then in the second quarter, he took one shot attempt that he was fouled on. So in the stat sheet, it doesn't even show as a shot attempt. Took one shot attempt the entire second quarter. And then also one shot attempt the entire third quarter. So what are you doing? It's not what you, you just can't let it happen. Even after the third, he had eight field goal attempts. He ended with 10. So he took two in the entire fourth quarter also. He also had four free throws. So, I mean, granted, one of the, he probably did take three shots in that fourth quarter, but you just, you need more from Jalen Brown. He started off so good in this game and just didn't really carry through. And then you've got Al Horford, who started really slow, uh, came on in the second half. I thought he looked really good in the third quarter and fourth quarter. Defensively, thought he was solid. Did he get blown by a couple times? Sure. James Harden, frankly, blew past everybody. Blew past Jalen Brown, blew past Brogdon. For a guy that everyone was saying can't blow by anybody anymore, he did it tonight. But Al Horford overall, I mean, I thought it was a it was a fine game. 11 points, six rebounds, three assists, but he had three blocks. Uh, and defensively, he was really solid at the rim. He had a couple of huge bl- stops on Maxi and Harden late in the game. Uh, had that huge block on Maxi, and then a huge offensive rebound that led to him getting a h- massive bucket to go up 113, 110. And after that, I mean, Philly just kind of went on their own little run there to end this game. But Al Horford in stretches, really good. Marcus Smart in stretches, really good. Only only ended the night, 12 points, seven assists. Had six turnovers, massive negative. We'll talk about that in the second half. But you talk about making just huge plays over and over down the stretch. Marcus Smart was that guy. He absolutely played with a chip on his shoulder down the stretch. Uh, he had a, a monster and one over Reed to go up 107-104, a big and one right before that, uh, and then another and one from Horford to go up 111-107. So Marcus Smart stepping up, making huge play after huge play on both sides of the ball. So, listen, you had guys that stepped up. Malcolm Brogdon, honestly, it's it's hard to talk about Malcolm Brogdon in this section uh, because of what happened at the end. And I'll lead, lead that second segment off with his blunder late in the game. But he looked really good through most of this game. 20 points, three rebounds, three assists. Only one turnover came at the most inopportune time. Uh, but overall, 9 of 16 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3. He looked really good through most of this game. Again, you had guys step up. It wasn't enough. Offensively, you put up 115. Right? Not bad. First quarter, Celtics came out. We're hitting absolutely everything. We scored 38 points in that first quarter. The best offense I have seen all season long. And it, like by a long shot. We were we scored on 17 of our 20 shot attempts from the field. Four of six from three. So you want to talk about the Celtics not taking a lot of threes, focusing on getting to the rim. That was this game. Only 26 shots from beyond the arc in this one. And we shot 
The issue is that the Celtics were shooting significantly higher than that early on in this game. The Celtics, again, 17 of 20 from the field in that first quarter. Uh, But even at halftime, 28 of 38 from the field, 8 of 14 from three, right? 17 assists on 28 field goals made. Do the math there, right? Because we ended the night with 26 assists on 44 makes. There's a huge disconnect, right? The ball stopped moving at the same rate that we were moving it in the first half. And the offense fell off. Again, 38 points in the first, 28 in the second, all the way down to 21 in the third, and then 28 in the fourth. So the Celtics' offense was buzzing early. And then it slowed down. And I have a couple thoughts as to why. I have a couple concerns as to why. Uh, It's just, it's really frustrating. Because when you put up 115, especially to a team like Philly that does not have Embiid down low, You have to take advantage of that. And the Celtics, I'll give them a little bit of credit as far as offense goes. Points in the paint, this battle was not even close. You want to talk about taking advantage of the matchup you have in front of you? Joel Embiid, not there to to protect the rim. 66 points in the paint compared to Philly's 42. We took advantage. We took advantage in the paint. Where we're supposed to take advantage wasn't enough. Listen, that's it. That's about all the positives I can take from this game because this is as frustrating of a loss as you could possibly have in the situation that we're currently in. Home game to start the series right after, you know, not that this is really relevant to the Celtics, but right after the Bruins blew a 3-1 lead in the Garden, the Celtics come out the day after and lay this performance. Again, go down 1-0 in a game where James Harden cooks you for 45 points and Joel Embiid does not even play. It is absolute worst case scenario if you're the Celtics. So I want to dive into some of the the negatives here. Uh, Before we dive into the negatives, I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so let's dive into some of the negatives here. Uh, I said I would start with Malcolm Brogdon, and let's start with Malcolm Brogdon. His turnover at the end of the game was horrible. Uh, But let's talk about the sequence leading up to that. Celtics, three different opportunities. Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Malcolm Brogdon all had the ball under four seconds. You cannot pass the ball 
four times in four seconds. It doesn't work. That fourth attempt, Malcolm Brogdon, when he got the ball, it should have been an immediate three. Jason Tatum, when he got the ball, it should have been an immediate three. Marcus Smart, kind of happy that he didn't start that possession with a three because with four seconds, you have the opportunity to do something else. But Tatum passed up an open shot. Malcolm Brogdon passed up an open shot. And when Malcolm Brogdon passed up the open shot, he decided to drive, which would have been great, take a nice floater. However, he decides to throw the ball away. Shot clock goes off. However, the ball's already out of Brogdon's hands. It goes directly to Tyrese Maxey. Directly to Tyrese Maxey. And he gets as easy of a layup as possible. The entire Celtics team stopped moving. They thought it was a shot clock violation. Not really an excuse for it. But Tyrese Maxey gets Philly a 114-113 lead with 30 seconds left. Even if the Celtics had a shot clock violation... It's still 113-112. Celtics have a lead with 30 seconds left, right? That wasn't bad enough, right? We still had a one-point lead. Philly would have had the ball. We didn't really do much of stopping them throughout most of this game, so maybe they would have scored again. However, you would have left the Celtics with more time on the clock to actually put together some sort of play. So the Celtics end up giving up more points and then get put in a situation with a couple seconds left and are forced to make something happen. And they couldn't the play that was drawn up. Marcus smart gets the ball drives in basically on Harden and doesn't draw a foul. And instead of going up with it, tries to dump it off to Tatum goes out of bounds. Celtics lose game over. All right. This was as frustrating as it gets. Uh, And again, I talk about Jalen Brown and his shot attempts just being terrible, right? The Celtics know where their offense needs to come from more often than not. To score 21 points in the third, to score 28 points in the second and the fourth against a team with absolutely zero rim presence is unacceptable. For Jalen Brown to take 10 shot attempts is unacceptable. Like, you cannot play this level of basketball. And the the part that's mind-blowing to me, it would make sense if Jalen Brown was 2 of 10 from the field. If he didn't want to shoot because he was having a really off night, that's one thing. Jalen Brown was almost unstoppable. But again, being 6 of 7... After the first quarter, you cannot end the game 8 of 10. There is zero excuse for taking three shot attempts in three quarters. Zero excuse. You are an all-NBA basketball player, one of the top 15, top 20 players in the entire NBA. You gotta be more assertive. That's it. Right? You have to be. Derek White, you know... Haven't talked trash about Derek White almost all year long, right? Today was bad. Four points, one of five from the field, 0 for four from three. Looked like he was hesitating. He was a complete non-factor. Also, two turnovers, a minus 15, minus 15 in 27 minutes. Listen, all of these guys played big minutes. 
Malcolm Brogdon, 34 minutes. He was one of the few guys, him and Robert Williams, 20 minutes for Time Lord. They were both positive. Plus 14 for Brogdon, plus eight for Time Lord. Down the stretch, I'm going to give Al Horford some credit here because I think defensively, he was fine at times. Robert Williams is better defensively. There's no arguing that. Not a single person that has watched 10 plus games of basketball this season will say that Al Horford's a better defender than Robert Williams. I'm not saying to start Robert Williams. I don't think that's the case. I don't think you should be playing Robert Williams more than 25, 30 minutes a game. That's not my point. However, down the stretch, why was he not even touching the court? Because the Celtics looked better with him in there at times. And I'm not saying that the the two big lineup is a is the way to go against Philly without Embiid because you know Philly was running small a lot of these lineups. I don't think that's the right play. Mix in some of the minutes though, no? Right? That to me is frustrating. We also talked about, you know, the Celtics defense really collapsing at times. We also talked all last series about Grant Williams not getting time because it wasn't his series, right? Now you come into this series where it would have made sense to play Grant, especially with Embiid playing. However, with no Embiid, Philly decides to go smaller again. Even tonight, in the four minutes that Grant was in there, he was a positive. And I know that is a ridiculously small sample size and does not really point to anything relevant. But Grant Williams could have helped you in this series. Tobias Harris... He can defend him. Not that Tobias Harris really did much, because I think the guy is just ridiculously, grossly overpaid. Uh, But really, throw Grant out there. Give him some time. Al Horford, his shot wasn't really falling tonight. He was one of four from three. Get Grant out there. Instead of giving Horford 30 minutes, give him you know, 25 and give five to Grant. Get Grant up to five, 10 minutes. Right, give Rob some more minutes. Take some off of Derek White in some circumstances. Right, you have Jason Tatum playing 44 minutes in this game. Jalen Brown played 42 minutes in this game. And honestly, like the Celtics needed it because they needed the offense. But you can get guys in there that can still stretch the floor and play some defense. Grant will do that. Right, the four minutes he played, he looked fine. Robert Williams, the 20 minutes that he played, he looked good right? There needs to be some adjustments. The defense in this one was terrible. You look at that third quarter, the Celtics turned it on at points, right? Only let up 24 points. The issue in that quarter was the Celtics only scored 21 points. You know, and Philly decided to go at the start of the third. They went into his own defense. The Celtics did adjust. The Celtics started getting into the paint and that's where Jason Tatum really took off was that third quarter. Uh, but you you just need more. It can't just be Tatum. It can't just be Tatum. You know, and guys like Grant, guys like Hauser, Joe Zula tried to make the adjustment. He put in Hauser, Sam Hauser, five minutes, didn't do anything. He took one shot, he missed it. Had an assist. I mean, even he was a positive. He was a plus three. Uh, so when the Celtics tried to adjust to that zone defense, the Celtics sort of did better with it. But again, defensively, 
you can't do anything. Like this is a this is a situation where James Harden had an absolute field day on all of these pick and rolls. Again, Al Horford went under a lot of screens. It left James Harden a lot of wide open threes, or he drove past Al Horford. He waited, let Al Horford switch onto him, and he drove right past him. Right? Adjustments need to be made. Again, this is not a game. I'm not, I'm not blaming this on Joe Missoula. I'm blaming this on a collective. Joe Missoula, certainly a part of it. But all of these guys need to be better. Marcus Smart is the, the captain of this defense. Al Horford, right there with him. He knows exactly what needs to happen. But they're not, they're not doing it. Right? This needs to change. And the part that's really frustrating about the series with Joel Embiid not here, everything that we're learning about today's game is completely irrelevant if Joel Embiid comes back and plays in game two because the defense is completely shifted. It needs to completely shift if Joel Embiid is here because the game plan against Embiid is and should be let him cook, shut down everyone else. But in a game where there is no Embiid and Philly is running a very, you know, three-centric offense around a James Harden that is trying to pick apart a pick-and-roll defense, you're running two completely different defenses. So all of what we're talking about is completely irrelevant. It's washed away come game two. At this point, the Celtics need to come out one play with pace because you look at that, like that was the reason that the Celtics got off to such a hot start is because we got out in transition fast break points Celtics 14 fast break points in this one, just to put this into perspective, the Celtics had, let's see, 10 fast break points in the first quarter. 10 fast break points in the first quarter. That means we had four the remaining three quarters. Do the math. Like it's it, this is this is easy, right? We've talked about it all season long. The Celtics are at their best when they're pushing the pace. They stopped. You can't do it. Not to this team, not to a team without Embiid. Give them credit. They got in the paint with Joel Embiid not there, right? Good. Continue doing that on the offensive end, but you need consistency from everybody. This Philly team is much better than Atlanta, right? You cannot make these mistakes. You cannot let Philly stay in the game and make a push. As simple as that. This is a really frustrating game that wasted a 39-point effort from Jason Tatum. A lot of guys need to step up and do a lot more than they did tonight. Simple as that. That's where we're going to wrap things up for today. Somber episode. I apologize. But the Celtics need to do better. Uh, again, Celtics lose game one of the series. 119-115. Fall 1-0. Need to bounce back. Game two on Wednesday. In Boston again. Need to tie the series up. 1-1. Uh, if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. 
Join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. Try to. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?